All right, welcome back into the nation. Chris Slow, Austin Price, we're at the Texas Roadhouse. Let's go right to the phone lines, AP. Welcome into the show, the head football coach at Pittsburgh, Pat Narduzzi. Pat, my friend, I appreciate you joining us. You know, I look at college football this day, these days, and you're sort of the exception. You know, coaches are, they come and they go. They're at this school for a while. They're at school. This is your seventh season at Pitt. And when you go back to Michigan State, you've been at two schools for 15 seasons. I wonder that kind of stability, how much that has aided you in building that program to where you are right now. But I think, you know, when I when I got here, Chris, and I appreciate you having me on the show today. Uh, but I think uh, when, when, when I came here, um, the one thing it needed was stability. And they had gone through a bunch of coaches. Uh, there's a lot of background noise here. Am I just missing something with that background noise? No, no, we're at a, we're at a restaurant here, Coach. Okay. You're good. Okay, you're in the restaurant. Okay, uh, we'll make sure there's something messed up. But, what you know, we needed the uh, – you know, the stability here. And I think, you know, my eight years at Michigan State, my three years at Cincinnati, you know, and really, you know, 11 total with, with Mark D'Antonio was something that Pitt was looking for. And, and uh, being a Youngstown, Ohio native, and Youngstown being an hour down the road, this was a natural fit for me. And, uh, you know, I'm a tough guy, and I'm in a tough city, the city of Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, it's a steel city, and uh, that's kind of how we play. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, man. Youngstown State, Pittsburgh, toughness, aren't those all synonyms? No doubt about it. You got it, <laughs> Let me ask you this. You're no stranger to Josh Heifel offenses. You played him twice, I guess, what, in 18 and 19 when he was at UCF. I wonder how much, Pat, you watched the tape from the other night when they played versus the tape of his offenses at UCF to figure out what you're going to see this Saturday in Knoxville. Yeah, we're going to watch them all, obviously, and have watched them all during the summer except this uh, Bowling Green game. We have not dissected it like we will here uh, the entire week, as well as going back and looking at the previous games we had. But I'll first off, you know, say Chris, you know, that uh, Josh Hype was a heck of a coach. Um, I mean, his offenses uh, to stop are not easy. We went down there the first year to Orlando. It must have been 125 degrees out. It was, it was <laughs> the hottest game I think I've ever coached in, in my life. Um, you know, I didn't know if I was going to make it. I thought they might have to take me out of there. Uh, matter of fact, one of my one of my wife's friends came to the game, and she lives in Orlando, and they took her to the hospital during the game. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Um, so it was one of the hottest days in the world. They had a you know great offense. He's explosive. Uh, it's it's one of those scary you know scary offenses that you have to defend because they put you in space and, and make it you know defend the whole width of the field. And um, you know, and then you look at the personnel. And I watched the game already from last week and. You watch Milton, the quarterback, and all the skill and talent they have on that football team, as well as, you know, their defense and Coach Banks is the defense coordinator everything they got to offer on that side of the ball. You know, uh, it's going to be a tough challenge in the Johnny Major Classic this weekend. Hey, Coach, it's Austin. So, you know, you look at your game uh, from this weekend. You obviously, you know, put it on UMass pretty good. What were you most proud of your team in, in that season opener? And, and what areas do you feel like, hey, we've still got to kind of clean some stuff up in? Well, I mean, you know, we can clean. We got every area we can clean things up on. Um, you know, that, that's the first thing. I guess the best thing, you know, is just we were, you know, pretty consistent. I mean, number one, we had two turnovers, um, which can't happen. A running back that I don't know if he's turned it over since he's been here. That's one of the reasons he plays is he never turns it over. And he turned it over, you know, on a pass and he let that thing stick out there. So, uh, you know, ball security, we cannot go down uh, to Knoxville and turn the ball over twice and, and win a football game. I guarantee that with that offense down there. So, Ball security certainly has to get uh, get fixed, and um, you know we just got to continue to get better at all, all our basics offensively and defensively. 
Um, and I think that, that's the main thing. But the thing I was happy with is just the consistency and how our kids just kind of, you know, just stuck with it. Uh, we didn't know what we were going to see offensively or defensively. I mean, they actually showed us a totally different front than we practiced all week. They went three down. They've been four down in the past. So, um, and really nobody on their staff came from a three-down background because we checked that. You know, Jimmy Reed was the D-line coach. So we, we looked around, and, and, and uh, so those are some things that we didn't see. So I thought we had pretty good production on offense uh, based on not seeing that front all week. You're super experienced at quarterback with, with, with Kenny. Um, you know, he's a guy that you know just continues to get better. Um, how much has he grown, do you feel like, in the last few years uh, under you all? You know, I think he's he's going in every different direction. He's going up and down and right to left. He's he's really you know um, every direction you can think of. He's a much better leader. He's calm in the pocket. Uh, he doesn't stress. Uh, I think he sees the field pretty darn good. Um, you know, um, he's good with his eyes down the field and doesn't give things away. Uh, he's a seasoned NFL quarterback. I think he's one of the best out there. Um, you know, I've said it for years. You know, he's going to be a He's going to be a quarterback in the NFL for a long time. Hey, Pat, it's Chris again, and we're talking with Pat Narduzzi, Pitt's head football coach. Austin asked you about Kenny. Kenny Pickett, I think he's been there since the Reagan administration. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, I'm wearing has, a Reagan Bush 84 shirt. I like that. I mean, this really is just four. I'm hoping four, we get another year. I'm, I don't want this COVID <laughs> to keep going, but I was hoping we'd get another year. Too. <laughs> Seriously, this is his fourth year that he has started a football game. I don't know that you find that really anywhere else anymore in college football. But from your perspective as a coach, when you go on the road for your first game and you've got a fifth-year senior who's played as much football as he has, how much does that open up everything for you? Not just what you do offensively, but the way you call the game, what you do on defense. It opens up everything for you, like you said. Um, you know, when you've got the signal caller that knows what he's doing, um, you can have a lot of offense in, uh, number one, and, and uh, you know, he, he commands the field. I mean, he, he does an unbelievable job at what he does, and, and like I said, it, it, it's a game changer. If he's not here, it's a totally different ball game because uh, we'll have inexperience. So him coming back for another year um, really gives us a chance to, you know, get those other guys uh, behind him ready to go for the following year. And talking about his four years, now he started four years in a row, and he only had four games he played in the year before. So with this new rule where you can play four years plus four games, he really would fall under that that grandfather, if you want to call it, uh, that grandfather law there. Well, you mentioned this earlier, Pat, this series this year in Knoxville, next year back at Pitt, is being dubbed the Johnny Majors Classic, which is pretty cool because you're talking about a man who's meant so much to both universities, both fan bases. Uh, you know, when I think of Pittsburgh. I think of Oakmont. I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think of Dan Marino. I think of Tony Dorsett. I think of Bino Cook. Oh, Bino. And, and John Majors. I mean, for you, I mean, to, to have this, the, these two games played as the Johnny Majors Classic, how cool is that? It's really cool. And, you know, and I've had an opportunity to uh, be around Johnny Majors as well, so I, that makes it neat for me. Uh, there's a personal relationship there. I've sat on you know, several private airplanes with him on the way back from some Nike clinics because he needed a ride back. I was like, hey, come with me. Um, you know, I've talked ball in our office with him. We've laughed. Uh, we've had, you know, we've had, you know, just telling stories back and forth. And he was a great storyteller, an unbelievable coach. I've got a, I got a video of him. I asked him one day, show me your favorite play. And I videoed him with my cell phone on the board. It's unbelievable. 
<laughs> um, it is some classic Johnny Majors video, and uh, he's he's a legend here in Pittsburgh. I know that we got a lot of legends. Uh, when you think about all the great players that have played here at Pitt, he's, he's certainly uh, one of the largest uh, coaches to, to have played and won a national championship at the University of Pittsburgh. So when you're drawing on that board, how many times did he say, attack, attack, attack? <laughs> one of his <laughs> pet phrases. He said it a few. So, Coach. He's, he's unbelievable. Coach, when you've been dissecting Tennessee's offense uh, the last couple of days, um, what were your thoughts on their ability to run the ball, um, you know, with Tyon Evans and, and Jabari Small? Obviously, they leaned on those two uh, two tailbacks pretty hard there in the second half. Yeah, I'm still dissecting it, so I haven't had a chance to dissect it for, for you know, many days here. Obviously, just finishing up last night, but uh, I watched it this morning already, and, uh, you know, we'll dissect it the rest of the week. But, you know, I can tell you, this is watching them run the ball and watching Milton run the ball. Um, you know, when you got to defend 11 people and, and the quarterback is a run threat, whether he scrambles in a drop back pass or, you know, his own read keeper um, at 240 pounds, he's a, he's a threat and, and a guy that, you know, you better get more than one helmet on him. You better get two, three, or four to get him down because he's that big. Um, and, that, and that's what we'll do try to put as many hits on him as we can when he does carry the ball um, because we're, we're going we're gonna to have to, you know, I think he's bigger than all, most of the guys on our defense. So, um, we're, we're going to have to bring it all. I know you all will start to scout, you know, your entire schedule at some point during the off season. But with the game on thir- with Tennessee playing on Thursday night, did you, did you have a portion of, you know, maybe you know your staff, or did, were, were you watching it yourself, kind of just trying to get an early scout, get an early look at what they're doing now versus maybe what they did when you saw them previously? Yes, no doubt about it. I mean, we're, we're way ahead. And like I said, we were way ahead in the summer. And they're very similar to what they were before. Um, you know, I don't see a whole lot of difference between what I saw Saturday um, or Thursday, I guess, out of them uh, compared to what they did when they were uh, UCF. I mean, you see a very similar, which is what you expect at a high point. He'll have his, you know, he'll have his, you know, change-ups for us, especially since we beat them the last time when they came behind. Um, he'll do some things to try to keep our, our, our backers, you know, in check and some other things that we know uh, he'll do. And then again, on the other side of the ball, you know, our offense is facing a different defense. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll be a little different challenge on that end, just knowing what they're going to try to do against us because obviously, you know, Josh did not bring his defense coordinator with him. Have, have you ever had the chance to go against Tim Banks in any any setting? Tennessee's defense coordinator? Yes. Tim Banks, Tim Banks was at, at Penn State prior to. So we've That's played, right. Played, you know, so we've got the relationship there too. So there'll be some Penn State tape watch this year, this week. And was watched, you know, few weeks ago and a couple, couple months ago. Pat, it's Chris. You guys lost four kids on defense in the NFL, really five. If you count Twine, I know he didn't play last year. How is this defense different? I know you're really deep, really athletic, good at linebacker, but how is this defense different than maybe what you had the last year or so? Well, I mean, there's different jersey numbers out there, right? And, they, and <laughs> back in their jerseys, instead of saying Weaver and Jones, it says, you know, Baldonado and Morgan, you know. That'd be the, the biggest noticeable difference you'd see uh, on the field. But, uh, you know, you're never going to, you know, we wish we could, you know, uh, mold, you know, two other guys into to Weaver and and to Patrick Jones and Jalen Swyman and and uh, DeMar Hamlin and Jason Pinnock and some of the guys that we lo- you know, lost that were actually on our sideline for our game Saturday night. So, um, but that's not going to happen. So we're different. I mean, you know, I think we're stronger at some positions. We're weaker at some positions. And, 
Um, yeah, but we know what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, and you know, I just think we're going to continue to get better you know, week in and week out. We're talking with Pat Narduzzi, Pittsburgh's head football coach. The Panthers, going back to 2015, have won more ACC games than anybody not named Clemson and Miami. Pat, I remember the old days. I've been sitting in your office when you were the D coordinator there at Michigan State back when they actually used to huddle some. And maybe there, you see somebody line up in eye formation every once in a while. The game has changed so much, man. Everybody's playing fast, and certainly Josh Heupel's uh, offense is, is up-tempo. What what's, has been the biggest adjustment as the game has continued to evolve from a defensive coordinator's perspective? Yeah, you know, I, I think it is the, the, the speed of these offenses and, and the ability for, for offenses is, you know, to steal your signals and kind of have an idea of what you're doing, period, uh, before you step up there. It's something that I don't like about the game. Uh, ethically, it's not right when – you know, people are filming your sidelines and trying to, you know, diagnose what you do before you, you know, take a snap. So um, that, that's something that's a little bit different, you know, for, for the coaches and the players for that matter. Um, but, uh, you know, it's the tempo of the game and, the, and the, um, it, it's all the spread offenses and defending, you know, quarterback run game. Uh, that's the biggest difference compared to, and again, we defended that at Michigan State when I was there. Right. You know, even Northwestern was a struggle because they spread that out all the time and did a nice job. Um, you know, they had their super back and all that. So, uh, you know, I would say there's probably three-quarters of the, the offense in the Big Ten were like this. But, you know, Josh's offense is a little bit different because, of, you know, some of those wide, wide splits where they just try to move everybody out of the box. Yeah, I, would, I do want to say before we get you before we get you out of here, uh, there's been a push. I know the Vol Shop here, which is a, the little store on campus, is, has done like a Johnny Majors throwback attire, like what Coach Majors – War back in you know when he coached, there's been a push from fans to get Josh to wear this 1970s and 80s throwback. Do we think we could get you and Heupel to to wear like clothes from the 70s and 80s? Coaches' clothes. Hey, maybe we can. I might have to talk to my equipment guy, see what we can do. Like the like the old uh, school, like the old school cleats and Johnny Major classic. I would do it for the Majors classic. I would do it. <laughs> Well, I like it. Pat, man, it's been a so blast. Are they selling stuff in the bookstores? They're selling oh, yeah. stuff down in the bookstores? Is that right? That's awesome. Yeah. Yep, That's awesome. sure. Listen, man, it's been a blast. Hello. You guys you guys travel safe down here to, to, to Knoxville, and so it's always good catching up, and uh, and we look forward to maybe doing this down the road sometime. Sounds great. I thought I was going to get to ask you guys some questions today. Go, right, right, go ahead. Go ahead. What, is everybody doing, what is everybody doing there? It's Sunday night. What is everybody – don't they have to work in the morning? No, not around, not around here, man. It's, we're, we're in the Texas Roadhouse <laughs> eating some steaks. See, you should have come down and done this live, and we could have fed you a steak. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Heck, yeah, man. I could go for a steak right now. <laughs> hey, guys, appreciate you having me on today, and uh, we'll see you Saturday. Sounds right, good. Thank you, Pat. That's Pat Thanks. Narduzzi, Pittsburgh's head football coach. Great interview, and we're going to take our second break here at the Texas Roadhouse. Be back in just a couple minutes. 